Hello, welcome to Rewind and Reconsider, where we watch our childhood favorite movies and see if they still hold up. But right now, this is the third installment into our Star Wars series, where we'll, we will be watching Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which is the last of the prequels, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'm actually excited for this one. And uh, again, I'm Harrison Fagan. You just heard my co-host and fiance, Mia Agraviador. Um, I, I'm excited for this one because I think this is the one movie of the prequel ones that's actually like a good enjoyable movie and that okay but hold on when was the last time you saw it though i think before force awakens came out so like whatever year that was i think i rewatched all of them leading into that you're such a nerd i know so i think like what was that like 2016 2017 2016 okay but either way that was one i most recently watched it i I think it's actually a good movie it's not a perfect movie but i think it is an enjoyable movie why is why do you think it's more enjoyable than the first two i honestly i think hayden christensen's performance gets a lot better if his hair gets a lot better that's for sure yeah that's true his hair does get a lot better Mm. um i think that it just they kind of just lean into Okay, the best parts of this are the action, so we're just going to throw a ton of it at you. Uh, it has some it's of what the, the best... what the people want. Yeah, it has some of the best lightsaber fights of the series. The General Grievous Obi-Wan one is pretty memorable. Okay. Um, He's the... The, 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 the droid that's, like, evil and has a bunch of arms and coughs a lot, right? Exactly. Well, Cyborg, because he, he was an alien that was basically um, put into, like, a droid body because of his Grievous injuries. Oh, my God. So they called him General Grievous? I mean... I don't know that that's like the in-universe explanation oh my God. for his name. They're like, haha, you're sick and you're dying? Well, we better name you after that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like a fearsome, he's supposed to be, he's set up as this fearsome tactician and like huge asset of the of the separatist movement, you know, and he has four lightsabers and looks really cool. Uh, the movie does not necessarily, if I remember correctly, execute on all of that in perfect ways. But hey, it's the prequels, you kind of expect that. Uh, I, I think... The Obi-Wan, uh, the Obi-Wan Anakin fight is really cool. The one between him and General Grievous is really cool. Um, the Dooku, uh, like, Anakin fight is filled with, like, a lot of drama and le- stuff like that, even though Obi-Wan kind of, like, goes out real quick in that one uh, in a kind of ridiculous way. Wait, is this a movie where Padme's all like, Anakin, you're breaking my heart! Yeah, and then, but that is right before one of, I think, the top three lightsaber battles in the series of Obi-Wan versus Anakin. And they also have Yoda versus uh, Palpatine. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, there's some cool stuff in this movie, some cool Clone Wars battles, uh, some tense action sequences. Uh, um, There are problems with it, but it is not like a bad movie that has enjoyable parts. It's, I think, a mostly okay movie that has some less good parts if i remember correctly i don't remember anything all i honestly remember was watching it and being like damn anakin got real hot i mean you're not wrong i am not wrong he's got the scar he's got the cyborg hand he's got the hair flowing and i'm like all right yeah so i mean i think with that we can kind of i mean i guess do you think it's still gonna hold up no Okay, I, I, I have actually no faith do. In these. <laughs> I'm optimistic about this one. Are you now? Yeah, I actually think that we're going to enjoy this one, and I think that it's going to start a run of mostly enjoying the rest of these movies. Uh, unless we get to Solo, and then... Oh, well, actually, we still have to watch the holiday special, so we'll see about that one. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's go watch the movie, and we'll be right back to talk about our thoughts. Okay. Hi. 
we're back. We just watched episode three of Star Wars, The Venge of the Sith, and it was, we'll let you know. So what Harrison's going to do, because I've done this way too many times and I'm very tired, he is going to do the 60 second summary because apparently I'm just not good at it and you're better. It's so. actually the summary in 60 seconds. 60 seconds. say that. Yes, you did. At some point you did. Um, in my head you did. So <laughs> are you ready to blow me out of the water with the 60 second summary? I mean, I'm going to do my best. Mm, okay. All right. You ready? In three, two, one. Go. Okay, so we open up on the title card, WAR, just with an exclamation mark. And then they go in, and Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting or shooting at Separatist ships above Coruscant because the Emperor's been kidnapped. They go, and they rescue him from Dooku and General Grievous, who the latter of whom escapes, the former of whom is dead. Um, and they crash land on Coruscant. Padme tells Anakin she's pregnant. The Jedi Council send Obi-Wan to go get Grievous, while Anakin and Palpatine's relationship continues to develop, culminating in Anakin ended up ending up on the Jedi Council, but not being made a master, something he's very upset about. Uh, eventually, he gets a, Palpatine admits to Anakin that he is a Sith Lord. Anakin tells the Jedi Council, who go there, go out like a bunch of wimps, and then uh, and except for Mace Windu, who then Anakin eventually betrays and helps the Emperor kill. Then Anakin goes and kills a bunch of children at the Jedi Temple, uh, after as Obi-Wan is killing General Grievous and Yoda is fighting for the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. Uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda eventually link up, go back to the Jedi Jedi Temple, discover what's happened, and then go to go fight the Emperor. Yoda goes to fight the Emperor. Anakin goes to fight, uh, um, or Obi-Wan goes to fight Anakin on Mustafar, where he was killing the Separatist leaders. And then uh, they duel, and Anakin gets grievously injured. Uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda exiles himself for not fighting the Emperor good enough, I guess. And then Luke and Leia are born, and Padme dies because she doesn't want to live anymore. Actually, that was a very good summary. It wasn't under 60 seconds, but I think you pretty much hit every good point. Yeah, where did I get, what did I get, end up with? Uh, it was like a minute and 60 seconds. Oh, uh, so two minutes? Do you not understand how minutes work? Wait, no, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't count very well, but it was over 60 seconds. Okay. Well, whatever, <laughs> I did my best. Uh, so, yep, yeah, that was pretty much the plot. Um, what were your overall thoughts about... What were your what was what was good about this movie? Do you think? Um, I mean, well, to start with, I think it has one of the cooler opening sequences of any Star Wars movie. Just like, I mean, it does. I, I referenced the title card in my summary, even though that wasted a little bit of time, just because it was just weird that they started the crawl at the beginning of the movie with just war exclamation mark and it's like it's like brought to you by the same people who brought you Jeb, <laughs> and uh, and then. They get into, like, that fight over Coruscant where Obi-Wan and Anakin are, you know, flying ships. And you start to kind of... It's, again, as is a theme with these prequels, it gets at an interesting idea that the movie doesn't really fully execute on of, like, the toll of war and what war actually looks like. Because we're this is the first time in a Star Wars movie that we're actually starting to see, like, what war on the ground looks like. Because if you remember, you know, 4, 5, and 6, there wasn't, there was a little bit of troop fighting, but it wasn't, like, the ugly type of 
things that we associate with more modern war movies and what war actually looks like. It's very clean, sanitized. The first two movies, the prequels, obviously don't have a ton of, like, war. Although you do see a lot of the Jedi die in Episode 2. But this one is, like, you're seeing clone troopers sucked out into the vacuum of space. You're seeing separatists and, like, droids blow up and what it looks like when a ship starts to crash. And then the thing to me that was interesting about that is, like, this has to be one of, like, the most devastating days in, like, Coruscant history because of all these ships getting blown up in the atmosphere and then falling down into a planet that is entirely city. So they are not landing in some, like, grassy plain field or whatever. And they kind of show, you know, that there are firefighter ships that help Anakin and Obi-Wan crash land during this movie. Um, But then they don't really ever reference that like this was probably like they're just talk about it like it's this great victory that they saved the emperor but like this probably ended up with a lot of civilian casualties just between the effort the separatists had to go to to like jump into Coruscant and even kidnap the emperor and then all of the fighting that was going on like on a basically civilian planet um I mean did they really kidnap the emperor yeah, they did. They show that in the um, original animated series. It was a lead-in to the um, Revenge of the Sith. But wasn't um, that his plan all along? Yes, but, like, they still had to make it look good. So, like, and General Grievous obviously did not know that the Emperor was Sidious. And Wait, so, he like, didn't? No, he didn't. Who he knew was, he was Sidious? I think only Dooku. <laughs> only do i'm pretty sure how only, sad that's why, well they imply that because during that fight with anakin we're like also that was one of the other weird things about this movie was like dooku literally just force pushes obi-wan and like that knocks him out uh when like most of the other time these guys are taking like ridiculous damage to themselves and just no because uh something fell well, on he moves it down slowly on top of obi-wan yeah he's like oh we're just gonna he's like i'm just gonna let this oh, down oh, hold right on, here. on you good okay you yeah. okay all right just go to sleep <laughs> um but then Anakin and uh Count Dooku have like a pretty great lightsaber battle and um and then at the end when Anakin is holding his lightsabers and execution pose around Dooku's neck Dooku's kind of looking at the emperor when he's saying kill him he's all like all right boss he's like no wait, wait. what oh, it's a now? joke right <laughs> haha good one good one but he like doesn't want to give away there's this look and Christopher Lee does a great job of conveying this with his face of like confusion of like wait what bad Gandalf yeah and then uh, Anakin ultimately kills him. So I, I liked that stuff. Um, I'm trying to look through what else I liked. I thought that that opening scene especially did a good, better job almost than episode two did of really establishing the bond that Obi-Wan and Anakin have built throughout this war and things like that. Just like the way that they're bantering and they, they do this throughout the movie. And it does really set do, I think, a fairly decent job, especially when grading against other Lucas dialogue, of setting them up as brothers and making that final confrontation more emotional. Okay. What's weird is that he, towards the end of the movie, he's like, oh, Anakin's my brother. Obi-Wan's saying this. And it's like, I thought, I don't know, it's a weird relationship because it's like, they're brothers, but also Obi-Wan's kind of like a father figure to Yeah, Anakin always references him as like, you're the closest thing I've had to a father. And And Obi-Wan's like, you're my brother. Yeah, you're not my son. You're my brother. Very complicated (laughs) familial relationship. What else did you like about this movie? Um... You know, it had a lot more action scenes. I'll give it that. A lot of more fighting scenes. I think I really liked uh, when Obi-Wan went to go find General Grievous. Not Senator Grievous. General Grievous. (laughs) Um, On that planet. And he was riding that uh, little, like, horse dragon. The best dog. Yes. He was so loyal. He was like... (laughs) That's what he sounded like. (laughs) Even though Obi-Wan just rented him for the day. He came every time he called. Yeah, he pulled through. And it was great. Um... 
Yeah, I think I like kind of the the speeding up of all like all the moving parts that we've been seeing in the first and second episode. Everything kind of coming together and being like, "All right, shit's happening." And uh Yeah, I didn't I don't know. I think it was good, but I honestly I think I liked Attack of the Clones better than Revenge of the Sith. What? Uh, yeah, spicy hot take right there. Um, why I don't know I think this one um Anakin pissed me off more in this one than the other what? one I know <laughs> okay all right let's get into that then go ahead what 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 pissed you off about Anakin during he this movie was such a brat okay are we just are we just getting into the we're yeah, just get, let's no. just get into what we didn't like okay go ahead in this movie he is such an entitled little prick it's not even funny it's like he gets invited to the jedi council which is an honor in itself for having him be so young and they even tell him that like hey this is really cool you're getting to co basically he's like auditing the council right sort of like he he's serving as palpatine's representative on the council sure but like, he still so gets he to can be speak there. for the republic yes he's he's yeah, on the council. that's a big deal and he gets all pissed off because he's not a jedi master and they're like listen you obviously have some issues you need to iron out you can't be a jedi master and that's basically the downfall of him and that just starts like a cycle of him and palpatine kind of hooking up together and like you know Yes, but also I think that it's there's... just not something you should get mad about. Like, be thankful that you're being invited. I I honestly can see how someone as prideful as they've clearly set up Anakin is, somebody as confident in their abilities as Anakin is, like would take that as a slight. I think most people would take being the first Jedi like Jedi, member of the Jedi Council that was not named a master upon being joined, like as a little bit of a slight. And yeah, but they see... made a point saying like you you'll be a master at some point, but right now we will just have you sit in the council. Like it's gonna happen, just like. No, no. They didn't make a point of saying that Obi-Wan suggested that, which doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily the same thing. The other thing, you, you start to see in this movie the Jedi Council as a little bit flawed and maybe out of touch. Um, the way that they continue to just, like, not see the very obvious Anakin-Padme romance, uh, Padme romance. And, um, like, the way that they, they kind of push him away a little bit with these yeah, actions. Yeah, because he's like, crazy! <laughs> well, no, they push him, they push him towards the dark side a little bit by, first they humiliate him, and then they're like, oh, by the way, we need you to spy on this guy who just got you onto the council that we're kind of disrespecting you on. And then you do see them talk about a coup, like, it's not in the same way that Palpatine is, like, phrasing it as, like, oh, they tried to overthrow me. Like, it wasn't like that. They clearly had warrant to go in and go after and arrest him. But they do talk about if he doesn't set down these powers, we're going to have to step in and kind of take over things. And, like, you start to see, like, a little bit of cracks in the facade of, like, the Jedi had not did not fail and like honestly on some level i think you start to see that they had become out of touch enough and like too kind of in their own bubble to um to really serve effectively and it's really what ultimately ends up leading to their downfall yeah they all die basically yeah they do all die although i, I want to like i thought it was interesting that they, it was execute order 66 which makes me wonder were there chronological orders were there 65 <laughs> orders 65 only kill half of them <laughs> yeah like what were the other 65 62 just just tickle them <laughs> how did how did the none of the jedi 
know about this? Like, how did none who of the Republic know about up? this? Yeah, who set this up? Like, it does show how long this has all been in the works and how basically, how well planned out Palpatine did, like, all of this. That he had this order ready for the clone trooper. Like, he basically set up a war so that he could seize more power for himself and then also, at the end of it, tell his clone army that was that listened without question to kill all of his political adversaries, essentially. Yeah, that um, was a... That was kind of a, I don't know, like, did they make the clone troopers be like, okay, you're going to listen to anyone and you're going to do Well, they everything. talk about that they basically don't have free will. That's talked about in So why couldn't two. someone just step in and be like, hey, uh, can we cancel the order, executive order 66? And they'd be like, all right. Because they're, suppo- they're programmed to listen to, like, the, the, Republic, uh, the Republic hierarchy and Palpatine is at the top of that. There's nobody that can overrule him. He was the Supreme Chancellor. So do they know that someone can overrule him? I don't, I mean, I don't know, I don't, there's nobody that can. Yeah, but can you lie about it? Be like, haha, no, I am the senator of the senator. Um, I mean, maybe if you could think about it to blood, but the senators don't outrank him. There's no one that outranks him. Uh So if he gives down that order, there's nobody that can supersede it. And they follow these military orders without question. You see it time and time again throughout the movies. They just, basically, if somebody tells them to do something, they just go like, all right, right away, sir. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of like a, oh, okay. We're going to go that way. And um, speaking of Anakin, I think the other thing that kind of pissed me off was that the whole point of him turning to the dark side is that he finds out that the dark side can basically... Or it is, it is implied to him that the dark side can save. Pod, yeah, and Padme. no questions. He's like, "Cool, we'll do that." Because I saw I had a dream, a really bad dream that she dies in childbirth, and it's like, okay. To be fair, he had bad dreams about his mother dying, and that ultimately happened. So you can see why he would be afraid of this. And Jedi ha- have shown limited ability to predict the future, although it's not always in the way that you think. Yeah, but it's stupid because she was like, "Oh, Anakin, why don't we just go to Naboo and chill out there? I'll have the babies, and we'll be fine." And I think it would have been fine if they went to do that, but no, of course you. Like, no, me, 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 we have to stay. Anyways, um, but the whole point of him turning into Darth Vader was to save Padme, and it never fucking happened. Well, that, it goes It's like, sh- what's the point? <laughs> well, he tried to do that, and then because- How did he try? He, He's the one that killed her. That's what I mean. He, he went dark- like basically to save Padme but then because he went dark he was so filled with this anger and rage that he lashed out at her and it honestly continues the point that I think that we made in the last show on episode 2 that this is like the really sad a really sad story of like an abusive relationship honestly because she goes to him to try to save him uh, like All she pregnant. doesn't she doesn't give him up to Obi-Wan she he just sneaks aboard her ship um she it's not goes her fault <laughs> yeah that's not her fault she she goes to Anakin to try to save him and try to talk him out of of everything that he's doing and then this is basically the story of like he obsessed over this girl since he was a little kid he basically stalks her um essentially abuses her into being with him and then does horrible things that he always justifies as protecting her like he literally kills children like and just says like no no no, but it's so that i can save podman like he puts all the blame for his actions on her and she's um, like i'm just chilling in coruscant you know hanging with my pregnant belly not doing anything but you're gonna blame everything on me okay <laughs> yeah well and then like like his their final act together is that he nearly like he basically nearly chokes his pregnant wife to death um and then like and then blames obi-wan for it and the first thing that she does when she wakes up is she asks if he's all right and um it's just like like her literally her last words on screen are there's good in him i know there still is which is like typical like uh, victim psychology behavior of like i can still save this guy she's literally on her deathbed 
Like, and she's saying, like, no, 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 but, like, you gotta save Anakin and make sure that he's okay. After he's kind of the one that killed her, although there's, like, some, a little bit of gray area there because the droids in all oh their wisdom. Oh, my God, this, this uh, is ridiculous. They, they come up to Obi-Wan and she's they healthy. say... She's healthy. She's healthy. We can't figure out what's wrong with her. She's lost her will to live. Like, uh, wait, lost her will to live? I, Use state-of-the-art medical technology! <laughs> Give her the will! Like, that's... I feel like this is something you could fix. I see. I don't know why she will lose the will to live. Like she has these. She knows that she's having twins. I mean, well, she sees that she's having twins. She names them, and she's all like, "All right, I'm gonna peace out. They'll be fine, right? All right, I'm just losing my will to live. My hubby died, and I'm gone." Like that's so. That's so not her. You know, she's like this really prominent political figure. She's a strong badass woman with a kick-ass outfit wardrobe and she just decides like nah i'm good yeah it just almost felt it's like they so didn't want to make disrespectful it felt like they didn't want honestly it felt like they just didn't go all the way because they didn't want to make vader feel feel irredeemable you know <laughs> what i mean because in in episode six later he does like quote unquote redeem himself by yep. saving his son and like even though he did all this other horrible stuff yeah he um, blew up um um alderaan yes so, well, that was Grand Moff Tarkin, but um, but still, it was but his still, order. He stood by. Yeah. No, it was it was Tarkin's order. Um, but Vader stood by. But it felt like this like gym like narrative gymnastics to make him not irredeemable because like if he kills his pregnant wife, then like, people are like that's okay. irredeemable. Like you can't come back and be like, oh no, but like I saved my son later and now I'm good again. I think he became irredeemable when he had his pickup lines in Attack of the Clones. Well, I think I mean if we're being real, he became irredeemable when he slaughtered a bunch of children himself with his lightsaber. It is like implied they don't show it. I wonder he if he screamed while yeah he screamed while killing everyone to like for Padme. Yeah. Maybe. I don't he know. probably did. But, like, it just felt like they, they had her lose her will to live because it was easier than saying Anakin killed her. That's so, like, that so way it disrespectful. Takes the, yeah, it, it is. That is so disrespectful it, to her character. It really does do a disservice to it. Oh, And my God. some of the stuff, especially the stuff that they built up. Like, she, her character gets a little weaker in episode two, progressively. No, but, but episode three? one, they build her up as, like, this, like, strong, independent, like, young, uh, like, this young female leader of an entire planet that, like, is willing to literally fight with her own hands to get it back. And she's, like, one of the, like, she's, she's kind of like the new Leia of this trilogy, or she's supposed to be, of this, like, empowered uh, like woman that it does it does not fit into these stereotypical gender roles, and they really just undermine that throughout yeah. the entire rest yeah. of the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, like I know she basically sees Anakin and falls in love, and she's like, "Oh, but I'm in love now, so I cannot possibly act rationally." Oh, what was that one line? We saw like, "You look so beautiful," and she's like, "I'm so beautiful because I'm so in love." Oh my god, I literally threw up in my seat here i was like are you serious yeah he said it's only because i'm so in love and he says and then she says i'm so in love with it. or he says i'm so in, it's because i'm so in love with you and then she just is like love has blinded you and he's like oh nope that's not what i meant never mind like it's like what the f i don't know anyways um there are other points i think the whole thing i think what i liked about attack of the clones is that it was more it was more fun to watch i think this was kind of a chore because it was just going through all these like battles and stuff and like nothing was really fun to watch everyone was just pissed off basically oh no i actually felt the complete opposite i, I attack of the clones i think i watched in four parts because i just could not get through it whereas this movie i watched it in i think two sittings and the, the i only stopped the first time because i had to go to work that day mm -hmm. um 
And so I think this movie just has a lot more going on on screen. It feels like it's really like the momentum is rolling downhill towards a kind of dramatic conclusion. And then I think on that note, I want to talk about the three kind of big fights towards the end of this movie. Because we talked a little bit about Anakin, like, you know, obviously... uh, leading in and like killing the killing all the or i guess four big fights because he he let in and like executed order 66 that kind of makes him a little bit irredeemable in my eyes anyway uh for the way that it carried it out like they made sure like if you're going to do this thing later in the movie where you absolve him of the death of his wife then like you don't literally have him be the one to kill the children in the temple but anyway so there are like four kind of big dramatic confrontations in this movie that I think that we should get into one by one. The first is the Palpatine versus the Je- the remainder of the Jedi Council and Coruscant fight. Um, I want to get into Obi-Wan versus Grievous. I want to get into um, Palpatine versus Yoda and then Anakin versus Obi-Wan. So, okay. like, let's start with Palpatine versus, um, like, the remainder of the Jedi Council. Oh, yeah. So he definitely just completely killed... Uh... Samuel L. Jackson's character. Well, okay, so yes, but you're skipping over the part where, like, I believe it was four or five of them walk in there. These are supposed to be the most powerful Jedi in, like, the galaxy, and the most wise and, like, capable and whatever. And, like, I know Yoda was not there. He's obviously at the top of them. Anakin and Obi-Wan were up there as well. But, like, these are supposed to be really, really, you know, capable fighters. And... Palpatine literally just screeches, jumps over a wall, kills like two of them in about 10 seconds of the fight. I think, um, I believe it was Kit Fisto was the last, uh, was the green braided guy. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that was his name, but if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Um, he, he lasts, you know, approximately 10 extra seconds and then gets killed. And then it's just Palpatine versus Mace Windu, who Mace Windu Come on, he could lives have up better. to his reputation as like, he's supposed to be like the most skilled swordsman maybe that's ever lived and like he does go one-on-one with the emperor and basically fights him to a standstill and is maybe going to win until anakin comes in um he's like no papa even deflects the force lightning and like which we've seen you know a lot of jedi not able to do over the years and um and is able to deal with that like that like the complications of that and and literally reflects it back on palpatine just like burning his face and like melting it burn is that burning his face okay so with that did he also just like turn into a a comical like villain as well because his voice changed and he was just like yeah he he it's like where is this coming from he did like frog voice for some reason that he doesn't have for the rest of the series i don't know if it was just because he freshly got burned and hadn't force healed yet but he just like did this weird voice for that whole scene after with really weird afterwards yeah like i I don't know anakin's motivations in that scene i I guess like he wanted to make sure that he could save uh padme by like taking out by saving the emperor and didn't want samuel jackson to kill him but just to like run up and just slice his hand off like that felt like a little bit of overkill no why is everyone losing their hands here the right thing and then you know palpatine obviously so as anakin lost his hand in the um Two. Two. And then Dooku actually lost both hands in that battle at the beginning and then his head, obviously. Yeah. And then Mace Windu loses his hands and then um, Anakin loses his other hand. And it's like, what? Is there a theme going on? Like, am yeah, I not George getting... Lucas really, like, there is, there is no scene he likes more than chopping off someone's hand. Yeah. he's like, oh, you could survive that. But it's like, it's dramatic. Um, 
And no one, there's no blood. There's, I mean, if you cut someone's hand off, blood is going to be squirting everywhere, but no. No, there wouldn't be because the lightsaber cauterizes it. There's an in-universe oh. in um, oh explanation for this. Of course um, you know Well, it, bur- it burns it shut because it's like, it's literally light in a saber. So all that, right, I mean, that all right, lines all up. right. But still, the hand would be, the other side would be, there would be blood. There just would be blood, okay? <laughs> just like the movie, there will be blood. There you know. No, I, I honestly don't think... I think it makes sense because it just burns both... It's oh, okay. Shut. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. Did you have any more thoughts on that fight? I just... Like, the whole... The part where the council comes in and then just goes out in, like, 15 seconds was... Yeah. Like, I, I know you got... You wanted to get to the big Palpatine Mace Windu showdown, but I feel like you could... You almost disrespected the entire universe and the lore you had been building by having these guys go down so quickly. Um... Apparently, the original cut of this movie ran nearly four hours, and the opening battle Palpatine rescue alone ran over an hour. Wow. What? Okay, good job trimming the fat. Yeah. Uh, I will say. So I, I understand why they needed to, but it's like... But they couldn't last two minutes? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't spare... Like, you could have spared two minutes, I think, to... You know, make it seem like these characters were not just like... Wow. I mean, maybe you're trying to establish Palpatine's power, but it wasn't like he did anything crazy. He just, like, jumped over a railing, just, like, stabbed the guys. So, what I don't understand about this Palpatine character is that when you're, when you're going in, like, when this movies when these movies first came out, by the second movie, do you know that Palpatine is Darth Sidious? Like, do you... Do I, you I think... Know? Like, I, where is supposed to be this? Is it supposed to be a surprise that you find out that he's with the Sith? I just I feel like you could tell by, like, movie no, number one. As a kid, it was a surprise to me because I didn't put all that together. Like, because he had a different name. So, like, as a kid, I was kind of <laughs> oh, like, oh, okay. that was a big He's got a different name. He's reveal. obviously a disguise. <laughs> yeah, but, um, because I was like, wait, how does Palpatine become Emperor and get Force powers and stuff? This is weird. But I think for anyone who would, like, watch the series as an adult, you kind of knew because, um... You know, I'm blanking on the actor's name right now. Whatever. But he he was playing both characters, and it was very clear. Yeah, he wasn't so, doing a good job disguising his voice. I don't either. think that they were really supposed to be. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was just my question. Yeah. Um So the second battle. Yeah, the Grievous versus Obi Wan fight. What did you think? I think General Grievous is actually a very interesting character. Now that I'm watching the Clone Wars, um, he's kind of a main baddie on that show. Yep. And I think they just basically just downsize his character in this movie. Yes, I felt the same way from watching the original animated shorts on, like, Cartoon Network. They set up General Grievous as, like, this unstoppable killer with, like, four arms that's taking on multiple Jedi at once. And then he's kind of a coward in this movie. In the opening part, he just, like, runs away from Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, and, like, he, they show that he's killed all these Jedi. Like, he has all these lightsabers in his cloak and stuff. Yeah, so he has the clout. Also, as far as cloak, like, why did his robots have capes? <laughs> that felt like a very weird I feel like that was decision. his, uh, it was designed, yeah, he was like, if I'm gonna wear a cape, you're all gonna wear capes, you know? Yeah, I don't know that, but anyway, like, if this was supposed to be like, they just make him this like wheezing like asthma sufferer that like is just runs away at every opportunity he gets and like doesn't really. I mean, he kind of shows out in the fight versus Obi Wan, but even Obi Wan's able to take him on. Yeah, by so himself. he's not much of a threat as he in, as he is in the TV series. I think. Yeah, and like. 
it feels like in universe the explanation for darth vader is that like grievous is actually the prototype for him in terms of keeping an organic being alive and like working on the technology and i believe that there's even an easter egg where they kind of show some of that like yeah yeah yeah. obi-wan open oh 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 i mean obi-wan opens up general grievous and you see like like oh yeah yeah yeah. no i'm gonna talk about that but like um, I'm talking about during the scene where they're constructing Darth Vader. I believe that there's they kind of show that it was like similar technology they were being used, and they they corrected the biggest design flaw in General Grievous, which is that for some reason his organs are just out in the open. <laughs> like you can see them through his armor, yeah, and they're just there. How does that not get infected? I don't know. How did no one be? I mean, these are the same people that invented the like the super small hole in the death star to be able to blow it up no um, oh yeah on. that's true rogue one actually does, it comes up with the creative explanation for that the intentional flaw so maybe somebody built an intentional flaw in the general grievous but like <laughs> this feels like one that he'd look down and he'd be like is it weird that like my organs you can kind of see them They're like no no no, it needs some air like, no it's fine you got to air those out you got to yeah. air out the organs yeah it's totally fine and then obi-wan just you know Sets them on fire, and General Grievous has, I think, one of the more painful deaths of the yeah. entire series. But I think it was really cool that he used all four of his arms, and all four of his arms had lightsabers in them. Yes. That was cool. Yeah, he is a very cool character conceptually. I just didn't feel like they made him feel like as big of a threat as he did earlier on. It was more of just like, a, uh, we'll just get him out of the way. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, th- this movie's running long. We can't, we gotta just, Obi-Wan, take care of him. Um, okay, so the second one is the Palpatine versus Yoda. Yes. So before we go to that, Anakin, this is one of the parts where the movie kind of lost me, um, where Obi-Wan and Yoda are deciding the best strategy to take these two down. And for some reason, rather than both of them go to fight Anakin and just get him out of the picture, they decide to split up. Like, I guess they felt like they were on a time constraint. I don't really see why they would be. I don't um, know. Like, it's not like they don't have, like... So that plan, just from the start, was very strange. And then Yoda's kind of actions... I mean, the fight was cool between him and Palpatine. It really established that these are, like, the two most powerful Force users in the galaxy. Um, I don't know. How did you feel about, like, just the choreography of it and, like, yeah, it's okay. everything? I just think I was annoyed by Palpatine just making just weird noises the entire time. He's like... Wah! like that i don't yeah, know I th- it wasn't that big of a fight for me i was like whatever yeah i i feel like jared leto took a lot of inspiration for his joker oh from, <laughs> from this uh episode three performance from palpatine um but i just thought that at the end of it yoda you know he he didn't even really lose they kind of fought to a standstill and yoda like fell down a couple levels and rather than jump back up as we've seen he can do he's just like Failed, I have. Going to exile, I must. Bye. I believe that was. Like, I believe that was like almost exactly the line that he uttered later on. Because he's, it's like, dude, you didn't even lose. Nah. Like you had him on the ropes, and then you're just like, okay, well, I didn't kill him within like five minutes, so I guess I just got to go into exile for the rest of my life. He went. He wanted like, to go what? do a spa day at Dagobah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that just felt like a weird character decision. You know what? Yoda's weird A weird in reason. It, like, at least have Palpatine beat him, and then yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, that's But, true. like, it was like they didn't want to, like, make they it did seem a like Yoda wasn't that strong. So they're just like, okay, he kind of fought him to a standstill, but then he go- decides to go into exile anyway. I don't know. George Lucas was probably like, well, he's alive in the other movies. I like to think that people brought him all these questions as he was writing it, and he's like, no, trust me, it'll make sense. And then and he just never gets to it. every time. It's just him kicking the can down the road yeah. for later. Uh, so the last battle is the big one. 
Yes. It's the Obi-Wan. It's the brothers. The brother battle. Brother the, father the bros. Brother-son battle. Brother-son battle. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to call the other one either their brother or their father. Whatever they... Like, they get to choose the familiar yeah. relationship. Yeah. So, uh, Obi-Wan... Um, so, Padme comes in in her ship... Um, who was on the ship? It was C-3PO, right? Yeah, C-3PO and R2-D2. Okay. So no, R2-D2 was there because of Anakin, actually. Poor R2-D2. He's probably like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, anyway, so she tells C-P-3O to stay in the ship. Of course he does, because that's yeah. what he always does. Um, and and uh, Obi-Wan is hiding, and finally Anakin sees Obi-Wan. He gets pissed, and it's just like, on sight, let's go. And Obi-Wan's like, I'm sick of this. You're not being a good person. You're done. I'm just going to kill you. He was just like, he was set to kill. He well, like, no, Obi-Wan tries to get him to see what he's doing first. And Anakin's just like, you disrespect my power. And he's like, yeah, you're done for. So they just they just get on with it. And I think it's kind of cool that they had the lava kind of fight too. But there was, it was funny because it's like a working planet, right? Yeah. And there's just like, as they're fighting, their all the export is fire, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't really understand what they're mine. I guess maybe there was metal in the lava. Who I knows? don't know. Anyways, while they're fighting, you see all these droids. Because I think they someone, one of them hit the levels of the lava and it was going yeah. up, right? So you have all these other droids that are actually working there, just scrambling to just like, yeah, get to out save of the themselves or, or get out of the way. And then like, you have these I two think guys. Anakin at one point lands on one and it's kind of looking at him like, wait, what are you do- What? What? You're not what? supposed to be out here. I know. It's like, we're trying to, we're trying to live. Um. Anyway, so what, what are your thoughts on that? I thought the choreography was really cool. You could really tell that those two, like, I remember watching a behind the scenes featurette. Like, those two trained for, I think, months to two be able mu- okay, to. Okay, so according to imbd uh both actors trained for two months the greatest feud since anakin and obi-wan is you versus (laughs) saying imdb correctly (laughs) trained for two months in fitness and fencing in preparation for the epic battle as a result their practice oh as a result for their practice the speed at which kenobi and vader engaged the duel in the completed movie is the speed in which it was filmed and was not digitally alterated wow that's actually really cool yeah um, it's kind of interesting that they point that out as if, like, this was the only lightsaber battle that anyone trained for. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, would kind of make sense. Right? I think because they're both really good and they're very young. Because, like, if yeah. you're thinking about Mace Windu and Palpatine, they're kind of older. Yeah. And, like, you could see Palpatine. There are clearly scenes where it's shot. as like, yeah, that was a stunt double. <laughs> yeah. um, or it was CGI. But these two were just going at it. It yeah. was just balls to the wall. Um, yeah, it, I, it's honestly, I think it's up there with the mall fight and then the Ray and uh, um, yeah, it was very stylized. Kylo Ren versus like the Imperial Guards fight. Yeah, as like uh, like the best in the series, I think. Um, I just it, it's kind of undermined a little bit to me by the final way that it ends. Of like, I mean, I guess they had to figure out a way to end it and have it like have Anakin end up grievously injured or whatever and figure out a way for it to make sense that obi-wan injured him so why not just say it was because of his like overconfidence in himself but obi-wan literally tells him he's like don't try it like i have the high ground and no it's funny he says i have the high ground he literally has the high ground yes that's so stupid (laughs) no i know that was the point he was warning him like he it was one final warning of like look like uh, like i'm gonna fucking kill you if you 
like if you try this and Anakin rather than taking the short little jump onto the shore nope. and just walking up and con- continuing their fight Anakin's like no I'm gonna try like a double triple axle quad flip and like <laughs> land behind him and you know he just like he just you can literally hear him in his head going like Leroy Jenkins and then like oh, he God. tries to jump over Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan just slices all of his remaining human limbs off <laughs> kind of a dick move to not slice the robo arm instead, although he probably wasn't like thinking about that. No. What thing thing is is that he left him there, and he's all like, "I believe in you. I'm gonna go now." And it's like, yeah, you finished the burn, job. He left him there to burn to death. <laughs> Just cut that's, the head off. Like, I don't care what he did. That's cold. That's true, but like, like he was still like you know he was still somebody that you had it's not like cold. A long, it's hot. Yeah. He was still somebody that you had a long, like, family relationship with. Like, not you, like, not, I mean, I guess he he let General Grievous burn to death, too. So maybe this is just Obi-Wan's thing. It's just, like, yeah. burning people to death in this movie. Yeah. But, like, um, it just felt like a weird character decision not have him go down there and, one, finish the job to make sure it was done. And, two, just let him burn to death and think that that was going to do it. And just be, like, okay with that. Like, that felt kind of merciless and out of character for Also, Obi-Wan. the entire time they're fighting... Padme is passed out on the ground. She's very pregnant too. Did anyone think like, oh, hey, maybe we should check in on her? Did I don't CP? Know, like, I think CP. I think C3PO helped her on board the she's ship. I think like, when oh, they come back, she's Padme. not on the ground anymore. Yeah, she's inside. And- yeah. Um. So yeah, that that just felt a little strange. I mean, they they had to come up with a way to make it so that you know he would get injured, end up in the Darth Vader suit. Um, There's so many other ways Obi-Wan they could have would survive. And so many yeah, it just, other ways. It's, it's just, like, it goes to the theme of the prequels, which is, like, kind of, for me at least, was interesting ideas and sloppy execution. Definitely. All yeah. right, so to wrap this all up, um, this movie, to you, was a better movie of the prequels. And for me, it was second best of the prequels. But the main, the main thing we're taking away is we're done with the prequels. We're yes. finally done. Thank God. (laughs) We finally get to only watch good Star Wars movies from Uh, now on. And so starting next, we're going to go and watch Solo. That's not a good movie. A Star Wars story. No. It's not a good movie. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I've already watched it. Yeah, I know. But you watched it while you were listening to the internet hate, and you just kind of do whatever the internet tells you to do. Uh, So the internet was like, this movie's not good. It isn't good. And and you were like, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't like it. It sucks. Anyways, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Go ahead and give us a smash that like button and hit subscribe. I don't know how this works. Um, (laughs) um, You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Just look up Rewind and Reconsider. We spelled it weird because of... Character limits. It's fine. You'll find us. Um, But yeah, and thank you for following us on our Star Wars journey. We're definitely going to watch some more, so stay tuned, and hopefully we will get through this without killing each other or killing ourselves. I have the high ground, so don't try it. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. (laughs)